So, Niski, theoretically, if you were half as good as you are annoying, do you think you would have won Worlds last year? You gotta, you gotta break down the relationship. <laughs> you gotta break down the drama. You, Elioya, eternal rivalry. Which parts of this are real? Which parts of this are banter? Which parts of this for for show? What's what's going on with you and Elioya? Hmm. Welcome to Euphoria 2024, episode two. Remember, this year we did drop the season. We're available on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Wherever you get your stuff, it's there. On this episode, we are joined by Isma and Niski from SK, and we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we got to talk about kind of the behind scenes at SK, how they feel about the upcoming split. Also, big win with their 3-0 start, and get a chance to talk to them about how they kind of felt about that. Uh, and then, yeah, just how they're feeling about going up against Heretics as well in the rest of their week. So, very interesting episode. It actually got some really good insight from the lads. Certainly did. And we learned a little bit more about El Yoya versus Niski. So, stay tuned for that. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to Isma and Niski after a super dominant 3 0 week. We oh, were cool. caught off guard um, bit, to yeah. the <laughs> surprise of no one who's seen our tier list. But um, a very generic question to kick it off Isma, rookie, first week on stage, 3 0. How are you feeling throughout this whole week? I didn't expect to go 3-0, to be honest, but it felt really good. I mean, it's game by game, right? And when we went 1-0, I was already super happy. Then 2-0, then 3-0. So it, it really felt like a dream. And I I mean, I will work the same to do the same next year, next uh, next week. So yeah, it felt really good. Did you, was every game a question for you? Like, you're like, yes. oh my God, 1-0, we did it. And the yes. next game, you're like, we're going to lose for <laughs> yes. sure, 2-0, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, especially the junglers, you know, it was like, okay, today is uh, Rogue, so today is Markun, then, okay, now it's Mad Lions, now it's Elia, yeah, then, okay, now it's Natik, now it's Razork, you know, so yeah. I was really trying to prepare the best I could, you know, um, visualize the game already and all that stuff. It was it was actually even hard to sleep at night because I was perma thinking about it. Uh, what champ I should play? Yeah. How, how should I play? Like the pathing I will do and all that stuff. So it was it was really fun. It was really fun. I respect that. Did you you obviously got to play um, in ERLs and EMEA Masters kind of a lot over the last you know since since the start of your career. Did you have that feeling like when you went into a no. Masters final as well? So is this like the first time you've had this feeling yes. since you were like a rookie? Yes, maybe at the fin at the final of EMEA Masters. Yeah. But beside this, no, I never had that feeling. Never had a level of stress. No, never. Niski, do you ever have that anymore? This like mm. level of stress where you're like staying <laughs> awake at night, like super stressed out about the games? No, not really. Think about the point where I, I've done it all, yeah. kind of. I mean, maybe just internationals when, I mean, if I play T1, maybe the next day, I'm yeah. like, yeah, playing Faker. I mean, not even Faker, just like T1. Yeah. Um, but no, in EU, not really. I understand. We've been casting for so long now. Like outside yeah, yeah. of, unless there's a crowd of screaming people, like, a, yeah. you know, 10,000 people. I'm like, all right, yeah. we're chilling <laughs> for the most part. Sweat for like 30 seconds before the camera goes on and then you just do it. It's then you're fine, natural. yeah. But I'm glad that you're like, that you got that, like that energy back. Uh, kind of like the return to rookie era back from the ERL days. That's pretty sweet. Um, we'll talk more about SK shortly. But first, we're going to review week one as a whole in a format we are calling The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. It's been around for a long time. It's also a famous movie, I suppose. Um, so just looking at the best moments, the worst moments, the ugliest moments, whatever that means for people. <laughs> um, Rob, do you want to kick us off? You want to start with something? You can pick anywhere, anywhere you want, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. I mean, we got Isma on the show. So I so think it's good to start, with, start with, with the good. With the good, which is the rookies. I think the rookies have popped off coming into this week. Like, obviously, you had 3-0 start. You played absolutely fantastically. Um, but also looking at, like, 
Mad Lions, that first day against Heretics, looked absolutely fantastic. We got a yeah. ton of rookies that stepped up. Super got a pentakill to kick himself off as well. Like, I think it's been a really big step up across the rookies. And I think it's been super interesting to see how quickly you guys have adapted to the stage. Um, obviously, I know there's a little bit of, like, coming from the LFL or LVP, you have a bit of stage yeah. time. But it's still, I, I mean, you can probably attest this, Isma. It's still a big step up coming onto an LEC stage and having um, that much more pressure on your shoulders. And how did you try and adapt then, like, kind of coming into that? Because it felt like you kind of took to it like a fish to water. Like, it felt like you were just so ready for it. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I was still really, really nervous uh, coming into the first day. I mean, coming into the, the three days. I was really, really nervous uh, before the game, as I said before, uh, the night before and all that stuff. But when you enter into the game after, it's it just come naturally, mm -hmm. like, the, the play. After all, you just play league, right? So it's very, very stressful before the game. And during the draft, but after you just, I mean, I just try to focus on me, what I need to do, and it's just a game of, of league, right? So, so I managed to do it like this and it yeah. worked, so I'm happy. Nice, nice. And were there any like particular standout guys or players to you guys as well that you were kind of like, oh, I didn't expect them to come in looking as hot as they did? Mm, I mean, not necessarily, I think. I mean, I kind of knew Mad, at least that their AD would be very decent. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was a rookie that I forgot. There probably is one, but... Yeah, like, I, I don't know. For me, I'll go and you see if any okay, other okay. names kind of come up to you. I was impressed by Jackie's, mostly because, uh, kind of unlike you, he didn't quite have the same level of pedigree coming in. You know, he wasn't one of the favorites to come mm -hmm. out of, like, EU Masters. He was kind of the surprise pick. And while he didn't have a perfect weekend by any means, like, he played full confidence the entire time, which I think, despite the fact that the ERLs have been around forever, still throws me. Because like when you got started, Niski, that stuff didn't exist, right? Yeah. Like players came when rookies <laughs> came in. Rookies were you like it was such a coin flip if they were just gonna show up on stage, choke completely and bomb out, or be great, right? Yeah. There was like no in between. So I feel like the level, the average level of rookies coming in has just gone up so much since like when you started, since probably since 2019 with the ERLs coming around with the Mia Masters coming up. I just feel like rookies are hitting the ground and starting so much better than they ever did. It's bizarre to me to think that Ian Masters didn't exist because I started with the Ian Masters as well casting like in 2018. So I've kind of grown with it. Or you so forgot I, Challenger League. We used to have a qualifier <laughs> this year, and it was a mess. It was a hot mess, yeah. man. <laughs> but I think it is cool to kind of see like, as you say, the guys coming out of the stage looking absolutely fantastic. And I think it does speak volumes to um, kind of how the behind the scenes has grown as well. Because yeah. um, as you say, well, one being tossed into the deep end with uh, coming onto the stage. But two, I think as well, it feels like at least the coaching staff and behind the scenes has kind of helped to be better at easing players onto the main stage and having a better system that actually lets them play well yeah. on stage. Did you did you do anything special? Did you have anyone help you out with any kind of pregame rituals, either in your time at Movistar or in your time now on SK to like make sure that you could perform consistently? You ever, Have you ever worked mm. a lot with a performance coach? In Movistar, we had a, a really clear routine that we always did. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually helped me to deliver the pressure before the game. Yeah. Um, in SK, we don't have, I mean, yeah, we don't have anything particular. Just like um, at the end of the game before hours, we cut it like at 20 minutes, let's say. Yeah. And we start to, we start to, to talk, uh, like to remind what we need to do on game, mm -hmm. um, all that stuff. And I'm I'm just talking with my teammate, and it also helped me to deliver my pressure. 
Yeah, I like that kind of recentering. This you've been around for every version yeah. of gaming <laughs> rituals. I'm not I that old. Okay? I know. I, yeah, you're not that old. I, like, what are you? You're like third generation, fourth generation. Middle, I don't know. You're not that old. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make you the old guy, but you are. Sorry. Yeah. I'm the old guy, and then it's Rob, and then it's you. So you're not the young guy at the very least. Um, I mean, you've seen every single version of like warm-up routine. You've been in so yeah. many different teams. You've been in Mad, who are notorious for this great team atmosphere. Is that stuff important to you? I know you say you don't have nerves um, when it comes to like mm-hmm. sleeping. You don't have that level of stress. But is there like a warm-up routine that's special to you in any way? Yeah, I mean, I've had the same routine kind of for the last, I think, three to four years, or at least mentality. It's like, I think each player has a way to get into game day, in my opinion. And each player is different. Like some players, maybe the day before... I don't know, they go out to a nightclub or the day before they watch like anime for six hours straight or they only spam solo queue or only spam Aram, Aram you know. Um, I think it's just important to find what you need mm-hmm. as a player because I don't believe in, for example, that a coaching staff can know what's good for all five players and that it yeah. matches all five. I think everyone is different. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we do in SK where, for example, I like to go out before the, the game day. I don't really play solo queue that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Isma likes to spam. Uh, I think my top laner, for example, likes to spam as well. Uh, but I think yeah, everyone's different. And for me, it just works. Uh, yeah. I get my coffee in the morning, just chill during the day. Yeah, you reset the day just before. reset. Like, I don't yeah. think of anything. I just play solo queue, like three, four games. And then we watch anime. Like, one episode now is our thing with Exakick that mm-hmm. before draft meet, we watch one episode and then... Uh, yeah we go to respectable quick play. anime check-in we always get fans who are like what are the pros watching <laughs> oh give me right. one you gotta give me one okay, you can you right. can you can give me like a 30 second pitch <laughs> or a minute to no, explain okay. why no, you're excited okay. about this anime right now i'm watching solo leveling and it's like insane it's like the first episode is like it's fine uh-huh. but then the second one is like it's uh it was so good it was like because <laughs> the first one's just all the setup right yeah Basically. it's like a setup and then like you're like holy what's happening in the second one and then second, second one, one delivered, and now I'm like, what's happening in the third one, you know? So if you haven't heard of Solo Leveling, the uh, the visual novel, and you're starting with the anime, hold out, even if the first episode seems boring. It's That's so, what I'm hearing. It's so good. It's so good. All right. All right. We'll keep it from people at home. Um, yeah. So the rookies, I'm super excited about the rookies too. Even the newcomers to the league, I was impressed with how quickly uh, like ICE seemed to adapt. I think yeah. it's always easier to probably integrate an ADC than it is a lot of other roles because they... They kind of do the same yeah. thing no matter. They get the farm, they do damage, they hang out. But I was still I was still pretty impressed with that. Um, I'll go bad next. I'll just oh. say it. The elephant in the room. KC03 start. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, but I guess the question for me, for you guys both, is like how how bad is it really? Do you think KC fans should be scared? Niski, I know you haven't. I'll go to Isma first. Do you, yeah. do you, are you worried at all for KC? Did you think they were impressive in week one and that the 03 might be misleading? What did you think overall? Careful, okay. Mm. Careful, <laughs> think about it. Take your time. I mean, to be honest, I think they, they face... Actually, three good teams. Mm. Even if people are saying that Mad is not that good, in my in my opinion, they are. I mean, I played with them as, as well last year, and I think they will be really good. And they showed kind of good gameplay, in my opinion. The two first game against Fnatic and G2, they I feel like they played really well. Especially upset, I think he played really really well. Mm. And against Mad Lions, feel like. Um, and top choked a bit. Yeah, it was a struggle. Like Akali got really fed, then he played really well. So I don't think there is anything to be worried about. It's only week one, and it's like so much game. I mean, it's six, six more games, right? But yeah. they will face a less better team now. So to be honest, I think they will bounce back, and I feel I I think they're still a good team. Yeah, Rob. 
I think they're just chaos. <laughs> like when it gets to the big game, it's just like, what is happening for a lot of this? Where it just feels like everyone's all over the place. But I do think like once they kind of get into a bit yeah. of the split, they'll be able to like wrangle that in and make sure that's a little bit more cohesive. Because um, I mean, the early game still looks good, right? Like they're sure, still getting yeah. good advantages. As you say, like I think upset looked great. Um, and I, I think there was just like moments where they could have set themselves up better for success and kind of like played through some of the advantages that they picked up or even advantages they got from the draft. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just a learning curve, which obviously you've got like guys that are stepping up, like Saken stepping up again, um, coming into LEC. Um, I think Bo starts to look good as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, just get a bit of time and they'll be fine. Yeah, a bit of a rough frequent for Cabo. Also, the team really struggled to ever 5v5. Yeah, yeah and like, they like literally the chaos, never yeah. team fought once. <laughs> like I, I, I'd have to double check the stats. I was looking <laughs> last night, but Bo had like 0% team fight kill participation, which is a weird stat, so I won't get into yeah, it. But yeah. like, essentially, he's just, they never literally fought as a group. I did, I did watch one. One team fighter, I think it was Rave Child, where Bo just like runs in immediately, like helicopters mm-hmm. going down to like 10 HP immediately yeah. gets out of that. And it's a four versus five. It's like, this team is not on the same page at all. But I think yeah. in time, they'll get there. They'll probably get there, Niski. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I thought that after the two first games against, against Fnatic and G2, yeah. they looked decent. But yeah. then I was like, okay, if they look decent against this, they must beat Matt. Because sure. on paper for me, they should beat them. Like they're not rookies um they are there should be better players right now than what matt should be in my opinion yeah um but then when i saw the game i was like it's worse than my solo queue games you know it's like <laughs> they don't fight as five as you said um i feel like they don't really play on the strengths of their players uh, i don't know if that's a draft problem or a meta read problem mm. um i feel like they don't play towards their draft as well like when they have enemy team has three ap and they don't really buy that much magic resist um so yeah i'm not sure what's going on i feel like they're very lost in mid game uh, their team fights are terrible in my opinion but i thought they were fine in the first two games but then i saw mad i was like something is wrong yeah i don't know what yeah, it is yeah, yeah, but yeah. something is wrong and sucks right because i think they're actually a good roster on paper but if they suck that's better for us because that means yeah, you have a yeah, 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 <laughs> well, yeah. chance of winning as well um so yeah I'm, I'm sad that they lost but i'm also happy at the same time because that means they are it's yeah. one less opponent so one thing that i noticed cropped up a lot this weekend um that i have really strong opinions on <laughs> oh, no. okay. so i'm listing this on the bad it could even go so far as to be ugly lucian in europe Mm. this champion is useless i looked it up and uh, I, i'm coming in hot with the stats which and, and they're like super cherry picks so bear with me right but um last year um lucian had a 32 percent win rate okay oh, the entire year yeah. by comparison in lck it was 53 percent and 45.6 in the lpl like we suck now in years past it's been better than that but it's 05 right now I don't know. How do you guys feel about playing with this champ? Because every time I hear AD carries talk about it, they want to add a caveat. But like they're like, you don't understand. In scrims, blah, blah, blah. Oh, if we did this tiny thing a little bit different, and I can't tell anymore if they're just coping or if this is actually like a good pick for, for European. I don't know. It also, obviously, it's not just the Lucian. It could be our support's not yeah. playing as well around it. But how do you guys feel about this pick? Because I, I dread it every mm. single time I see it locked in. Exa told me before the LEC starts because we were playing that champ a lot and and face it a lot and he, he, he told me that this champ in official looks worse and he was right like yeah. actually it looked way worse in official in scrims it's really really strong yeah so, I mean I think it's mostly because I feel like in scrims 
like people are not scared to dash yeah. in but then you go on stage you don't see the junglers you probably don't dash in um and then also i feel like in scrims there's way more kills and lucian's lucian loves that um and yeah i mean i think um, if, if it's stage and it's 20 minutes in there's only four kills one team has an Aphelios, one team has a Lucian. The team that has Aphelios would probably win unless Lucian smurfs it in team fights. So I feel like usually it's easier to be on the side that just waits rather mm-hmm. than playing the aggressive side, in my opinion, especially in the first weeks. Um, so I think that's why they kind of struggle. Because also, I think when you play Lucian, you have to be really careful when you dash on mid. It's like you have your own timings and yeah. it's so easy to int on the champ as well. Because if you use your dash forward, you're kind of yeah. sitting duck there. So... Yeah, I mean, also I don't think EU ADCs are necessarily insane uh, at Lucian either, I would say, compared to LCK, but yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't care about this gem that much. I told you guys not to worry about the camera. I'm like, the camera. So for me, <laughs> EU pros, if you're watching, please stop picking this champion. We've tried. No, you've had pick two, it. No, you've had two years. <laughs> you can pick it against SK, SK <laughs> if you want. You can. You know what? You can just like ego check. You can pick it against SK, and if you win, I'll have to apologize. But until then, please stop. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just so... Every time I see it locked in, like I get Varus, right? You get lane prio, you scale well, you abuse lethality, you can go on hit, it's a flexible pick. Like I get the pit value mm-hmm. picture of Varus. Lucian, it's like, all right, well, you, you're not really winning push in the first few levels, yeah. but I guess we're waiting for your first item spike and you're maybe going to build lethality kind yeah. of. It's like, when, what, what am I waiting for? When do I get to yeah. see this champion? When is this champion guaranteed to do something? I mean, actually, I think in EU, Lucian mid has probably a very high win rate. Probably. This think, was just bot lane that I looked at. Yeah, because I think Lucian mid, I think mid laners, I won't say they have a better understanding of the champ, but I think they actually do. Smarter <laughs> players, uh, just yeah, more, more handsome, more handsome, handsome yeah, like, less passive yeah. in lane, you know, the classic. <laughs> so yeah, I think if you see Lucian, it might be mid. Maybe I'll yeah. put it out against the heretics, but... We'll but that's what I was kind of surprised at, because I actually thought we'd see more like Lucian and Tristan and stuff made, yeah. and we get like Lilias and Karthus and all jungles. So like, do you think we maybe will see it as it starts to, not to like spoil anything on yourselves, but like, do you think it's in the works for teams or do you think it's something that is just not going to be seen? Mm, I feel like if Azir keeps staying in the meta and control mages and like champs like Poppy and Xin and all that stuff and Nocturne and whatever, Nico, I feel like it's mm-hmm. rough to play Lucian, especially on stage because the yeah. games are very slow. Um, and I feel like if it's only team fights, then just pick a mage, right? Um, yeah. I feel like during playoffs, it will probably come back, but I would say in the games that really matter for best of ones, I thought you will see it. Um, like if people play it, it would be probably me and Caps, I would say, just because we don't really care that much, I would say. About <laughs> <laughs> best of ones that much. Um, and maybe Monet, I guess, but yeah, I think you probably won't see yeah. it now. Uh, on the subject of, of kind of like the champion pools, uh, I'll say in the good category, Xin Zhao, looking super busted on this patch. Like, Isma, I don't know how you feel about the jungle pool right now. You, I think, were much more supportive day one. You kind of branched out a little bit across the days. You don't get to play your Nocturne because it's I'm perma yeah. We were sad. We were talking about this in the first episode. We're like, Isma is the Nocturne guy. But sadly, on this patch, everybody is the Nocturne guy. Um, but how do you feel about the jungle pool right now? What do you think is the strongest? Like, what's your perception? I think it's very open. I think you can play anything. I mean, we mentioned Lilia and Kertus. I think those are really playable. I think it just depends on... I, I feel like people are playing what they're comfortable on, uh, at least for the first week. But mm-hmm. I think everything is playable. We even saw Graves. BDS, I think, played Graves. Uh, Yike played Viego. Yeah. Uh, like, people played a lot of champs, and I think there is a lot of, of, cha- of champs that, that is open. I mean, of course, there is... Uh, stronger champ like I think Nocturne is really strong I think Zinzao is really strong 
and that's it. That's kind of the two big ones. Like yeah. Zin's yeah. at eleven picks, Nocturne's permaband, so he's got yeah, one yeah. pick, right? Uh, which he lost hilariously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's still yeah. a strong man. We swear it's broken. It's still <laughs> broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit of a struggle. Um, I I guess let's hit the inev. There's 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 two more things we got to hit in this segment. Mm-hmm. Let's start. Let's start with the one that's um, ugly for SK. Oh, Cliff Phillip, you can roll the clip here. <laughs> We're only, this is a super BM moment on the podcast. We're only yeah. going to play this clip because SK won this game. Oh. But here you can see legendary bard enthusiast swing oh. and the miss, the complete whiff. Shout out to Doss. Uh, he just whiffs the Q follow up on a bard all. It's tragic in their first game versus Rogue. At this moment, I was like, there's no way you guys are, are coming back. You're making yeah. this work. The rest of the game. Played great, totally fine. But that single moment, I remember being backstage and being like, because <laughs> it wasn't just a little bit wrong. It was completely wrong. So okay. shout out that. He Don. did have an excuse. Okay. What was the Which excuse? I understood. Because, okay, he had the game sound. Usually when you play Bard, you need game you sound. You need game sound, To yeah. hear your ult or whatever. The, the little thing. And yeah. he told me that he had no game sound or like very low, like uh, abilities, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he could not really hear when yeah. he had to queue. Yeah. But then when practice tool and I had no sound, and I just did it, and I was like, "Yeah, because there's a vis- there's a visual indicator." <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. And we've been playing this game for how long? Many years? Yeah. It's Sonya's yeah. timing. Yeah. Because the, the day after, we go into practice tool on his PC, and he just does it, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then I come, and I'm like, I want to do it. Look, like, first game on stage, everybody gets fine, one. You know? Everybody it's gets fine. an upsie. You we know, won everybody the game, gets anyways. a qu- exactly. You yeah. won the I game. I actually had a decent game inside that. Like he's really yeah. good in the roams. Like it, it yeah. was actually a good game, but yeah. it was just yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, and so for context, this is Doss. You know, he lands a Bardal in their first game versus Rogue. The lineup is literally perfect to get the doubles <laughs> done in the queue afterwards, and um, he just whiffs it. If you want to watch the clip, you can check it out on YouTube. I'll check this episode out on YouTube, but. Look, happens to the best happens, of us. Again, yeah. it gets to be funny because you won the game in the end. It would be sad and upsetting if you had lost. It would have been a review point forever. But you won, so now you get to laugh it off. And that's uh, a blessing. Things that we don't get to laugh off, potentially, our tier list, Rob. It is in no, the ugly fine. side no, no, of the good, the bad, no, and the ugly. We can just embarrass them. Oh, we don't have to worry about this Okay, so, yeah. Heretics A-tier? I thought for sure that they would like hit the ground running. Right. Okay, yeah. You know what happened immediately after this episode came out? Three different like members of teams messaged me and they were like, they are losing every scrim. Yeah. And I was like, thanks guys. Thank you for showing up now and letting me know that. Oh, so we just permanently have the Mad Lions guys reaching out to us saying that we're D-tier casters, which is... No. Yeah, that's, that's a fun. classic. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Mad Lions Koi fans mm. are not super pleased with us. Um, so, things we were wrong about uh everything. most things yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> everything sk obviously hitting the ground running we are super wrong about mad lions and that's the one that yeah. surprised me the most and isma you've obviously played with these guys i was i knew that they were aggressive right we saw it in the mia masters when you guys were playing super super aggro normally when teams are aggro in their regional leagues and you bring up most of a team they get skill checked in lane yeah. and LEC and they suck. That did not happen. Like you played with these guys for so long. Like what's your thoughts on, mm. on that play style, yeah. on that uh, communication? I mean, even last year when we screamed LEC teams and stuff, we were, like, we were playing really aggressive overall and it worked pretty well. So, I mean, I think they're just doing the same as we did last year. I mean, obviously they're better now, yeah. but like I'm not afraid for them. I think, I think it will work well. I didn't expect them to play like that well on the first week. Like yeah. I think the first game was really impressive and I think they will keep scaling a bit like um, Astralis last 
year, I yeah. feel like this team was playing really, really aggressive. Yeah. And I feel Mad Lions is uh, playing like them, but with better players, uh, kind of better mid, better bot, yeah. better jungle and, and better top. So I think this team will actually do really good. Yeah. And how did you feel going up against them then? Like, obviously, you're like, I know you guys inside and out. I know mm -hmm. exactly what you're going to do. Like, yeah. was there a bit of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I mean, as I said, I, I really think uh, before the game, uh, like what, because we had the draft, like I was like, okay, he will probably play Xin Zhao. I know that maybe late in is not bad. Maybe I can do it. And I knew their bot lane was playing really aggressive so i was like okay probably uh, they will trade probably we could dive and and it's what happened so i'm really yeah. happy yeah worked out super well for you guys then now we get to answer the number one question that has been asked on number every one. single pie this is the number one question, number one question. <laughs> we're going to do more community questions later in the episode but we'll number start with one. this one you gotta you gotta break down the relationship <laughs> you gotta break down the drama you el yoya eternal rivalry because the thing is as a like it's one of those ones where initially because we had you on the episode together yeah, last like, year and you guys were like, it's fine, it's whatever. And then you go on Twitter and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, were, did they, were they like, did they have like a, a, like a pistol behind their back during that episode? Like gun under the table ready to shoot each other at a moment's notice? Like, I think it's so hard for me to tell like which parts of this are real, which parts of this are banter, which parts of this for, for show. What's, what's going on with you and Elio? Hmm. Okay, I mean, I thought there was nothing, but I think there's still not that much. But for example, usually before games, I talk to my ex-teammates and like I hug them and I say hi and whatever. But I, he didn't look my way. He didn't like say hello or whatever yeah. before the game, right? And then we go on stage, we play. And then even at the end of the game, I still wanted to like hug or like say good job. And yeah. then he just put his fist like this to like say good job. And he was looking the other way. I was like, okay, you know, all right, like it's fine. I, so I, it doesn't sound like there's any bad blood on your yeah, side. Yeah, on my chilling. side there was nothing much, you know. And I was like, okay, I guess, you know. And then I go on Twitter, right. more banter, right? Because we won. Yeah, sure. And then I think I made a tweet about like Kameto. Yeah. Where he said, yeah, we play Matt tomorrow. And I was like, go cover bot, like they don't cover, yeah. you know. A good iPod because they don't cover. And then I think he took that personally. And then he was like, <laughs> <laughs> like at 2 a.m., you know. And I was like, I was in my bed, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, what the like what's going on you know damn bro. um and then i mean he said on stage after in the interview i think on monday and then he was like yeah yeah it's better this way the league so and i agree like i, I just like... hope it's not personal yeah because i don't think like feelings and everything should not get hurt by it yeah but i felt like his response was kind of aggressive on that twitter i was like sure okay, yeah you know i mean i don't care that much as long as it's show um and i like the flame as well so Look, for me, saying, from an outside perspective, it's great. Um, so if you guys do make up, please don't tell us. Please keep it going. You know what I mean? Please keep it going. Please keep. Please don't tell me. I want. I want to believe. You know what I mean? I want it to be cut together like reality TV, where yeah. you're like, actually, you know, we're best friends and everything's fine. Uh, it was just rough there for a little while, and all we see is it was rough. You know, like we yeah. cut everything else out of the clip. Just I mean, it's pretty fun. Keep the drama going. I like it. I think it's. I think it's good for the league in general. I feel like not enough people do it, so. Yeah, I mean, we love it from a view. Yeah. From it makes me super hyped to see the the potential the rematch. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent or potential yeah. rematch in the best. I mean, I hope we play them in playoffs. I think it will be. Oh. Yeah, that will be a good one. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think that's one of the big. Well, at least if we're looking at like still going good, bad, and ugly, I think yeah, that's yeah. one of the good things for me has been like the just fandom. fans. Yeah. Fans yeah. has been so sick. I mean, 
you were talking about like there's a guy who brought a drum in you've got like yeah. cashews crushing <laughs> a, a mega like multiple megaphones have been confiscated like, yeah. for fans <laughs> on the way in they're like down to go yeah but even like the cheering and all like i know the yeah. carbon corp fans are there and they're like cheering at the stage and then they're like looking there's like the stream behind them so they're all yeah. jumping in onto the stream you got like the madeline coy guy like it just feels nuts like the the game that I was casting of the weekend, it felt like I was casting a finals with the amount of, for the Carmen Corp Badlands game. game. Yeah. I was, was like, crazy. this feels like I'm casting a finals. There was that much at stake between the yeah. two teams. It's so sick. Yeah, does that, does that affect you at all on being on stage? I know that you, I mean, you've played on super big stages. You've experienced the whole K-Corp, you've experienced all this fandom, the Spanish-French fandom coming through. Were mm. you ready for that to be in LEC too? Because I think LEC last year was comparatively, like there were still big fan moments, but comparatively yeah. very chill. I mean, it's, I prefer this than than if it, like I I really like to play on stage. Yeah. I prefer to play on stage than to play on the office, for example, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's very fun and it feels way way more realist. So for me, I really like it. Yeah, I we love it too. I hope it keeps up. I hope it keeps going. Eh? Also, it's like so funny because there's like you can see that there's just sides. You know, it's like yeah. when there's koi fans or koi. I don't know what that even. Mad Lions, koi, MDK, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they cheer up with Fnatic, and then when Fnatic plays, they also cheer for them, and then Fnatic cheers for them as well because it's like Spanish players and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when KC plays, their fans cheer on them, and everyone just boos them. <laughs> yeah. But then when SK plays, then KC fans also cheer for us. There's yeah. a meta, and then I, they, like they've got like and then the got, Spanish people boo us. You know, it's like yeah, they've got this like flowchart. You know? All right, if Fnatic are playing <laughs> yeah, not basically. versus KC, we can cheer for <laughs> yeah. these guys. If these guys are playing, well, they've got too many French players, so we can't yeah, cheer. How many you know, players yeah, from this region? Yeah, there's, like, there's actually an equation that they've distributed amongst the fan bases. It basically, feels like. yeah. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Banging week one. Thanks to everyone who showed up for that, or even watched at home. That was sick. Like week one was awesome. Um, but focusing in now more on SK, um, I'd love to know what you guys both thought of SK last year watching from the outside. This was a team that started so strong in mm -hmm. winter, kind of struggled through the rest of the year. What was your like general read on the team from last year? Either You want to go first? You, you whoever go goes first. I go first. Okay, you can think. Um, I mean, last year I really thought they were really lost in mid game, and I didn't think their laners was ne were necessarily like punishing or whatnot. Um, I felt like they had a meta where Vi was meta and Elise, and that's when they were shining the most. Mm -hmm. But I felt like if that was not in their champs or like in the in their draft, it, they were very very lost. Um, but yeah, I think I always thought they were decent, but never able to reach like the top, the top four. I would say, um, yeah, I think that was kind of my my opinion of them. I mean, also, it, there was, it was a very different roster, right? I feel yeah. like their ambitions was probably not as high as this year's, I would say. So, yeah, I think for me last year, they were kind of whatever. How yeah. do you feel? <clears throat> for me, I felt like, I mean, in winter, I felt like it was kind of bot diff. I feel like Exandos played really, really well in winter yeah. with range support. Uh, Caitlyn Lux, uh, Lu with Lucian, Lucian Nami, Zeri uh, Lulu and all that stuff. And as, Marcon as well, like with Elise, I remember. In, I think it was in winter that he played was, really, really Yeah, the Elise was yeah. the G2 game where he just like wandered yeah. in. Yeah. G2 played, were still salty yeah. about that game for like the entire year. Because <laughs> they're like, there's no way he should have been there. It was an in play, but it like worked out perfectly. He, so, and after this, I feel like maybe they were already happy with what they did. Mm -hmm. And maybe they, not ego, but... Kinda, I yeah. feel like, you know, maybe they relax or, or whatever and it went bad for them. I mean, bad for them. They still made it to playoff and to, to season final and all that stuff. But 
I think maybe after winter they got a bit chill or they didn't work as hard yeah. because bot lane looked worse. Like maybe in winter they were maybe like top three yeah. or top two even. And after like they relax a bit, uh, I feel like. Um, and at, uh, in summer, I felt like irrelevant really like was way better than in winter, yeah. you know. Um, and that's it for my impression of the team yeah. felt like in early game it was hard for them and they were always kind of comebacking as well yeah. with the with like the scaling champs and all that stuff and maybe it's a bit different this year yeah I, 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 I agree especially in summer like yes. I think Irrelevant is a guy who's either quietly doing well or very obviously doing well as in the case of like your guys' mm -hmm. Jax game this weekend right yeah. um, only person who won on Jax which is super cool because he's also the Jax guy it's, yeah, yeah. it's like perma banned against him right so he, so far he's the only one to win on it that's pretty yeah. sick um, but despite that like there was it felt like there were coordination issues too I remember mm -hmm. just begging like just put Marcoon on something that ganks early <laughs> stop yeah. putting him on Wukong there was these tragic rumble Wukong games where like the rumble all comes down <laughs> and like eight seconds later the Wukong all comes in and yeah I mean really hit the ground running in winter Yeah. Um, looked so like so promising and then it kind of just fell apart over the course of the year until see even in season finals that that series was yeah. it yeah. wasn't it against bds i, I think? think it was bds yeah, yeah it was in the in lower much, bracket they just got obliterated yeah. yeah um but it feels like a lot of room to rebuild you guys my fear from a sports narrative perspective sports I'm, narrative. A pa i'm a paranoid boy <laughs> okay. it's like are you just gonna repeat the same pattern of last year no um, no <laughs> i mean no no i mean the first is it thing, just hitting the ground running and no, we're just no, i mean even after the first day when we played really good or even when we had decent scrum performances and whatever i was, I was like as you don't care like as long as like you have to play that good on stage you know yeah. um and then even when we were first game against rogue i was like guys and my team was very boosted today you know like please don't get cocky like just play same tomorrow and then we did we beat mad I was like, okay, same again, you know, it's whatever, it's on the regular season. And then when we beat Fnatic, I was like, okay, you guess we played good, right? But I don't care about this week, you know, it's on the first week. And I felt mm -hmm. like everyone shared the same sentiment because Exa and Dos were also like, yeah, it was the same in winter last time. And and then we, got, I mean, not that they got cocky or whatever, but they stopped maybe a bit and like yeah. they got way worse. So yeah, I think everyone is aware that it's not about one split or two splits it's about like making it to worlds and season finals that matters the most and even if we're at the top right now if in two months or if even next week we're boosted then everyone will already forget about us and i don't want us to get like ahead of ourselves especially yeah. because i mean one i have a rookie to my left um so i think he needs to keep his head like pretty high yeah. and i think it can be hard at times when you're good everyone says you're good you might think you're the best and whatnot but i feel like Yeah, in general, in this team, I feel like the ego will be kept in check, hopefully. And uh, and I think if it does, then we will do very well. And if it doesn't, then that means something will do will happen pretty badly. Yeah. Um, for both of you, having coming into the new teams, how do you feel like your role or identity on the previous teams you were in versus now has changed? Because it feels like, I mean, like we've seen the comms of like Niski are being very active and vocal in comms and like that kind of stuff. And like Isma, obviously, you're going to be taking a role which is like less... Hey, I'm going to be like skirmishing and fighting all the downtime like you were doing back on Mavisa Riders, but it still feels like you guys almost, your team as a whole has a very cohesive and good understanding of how you want to approach the game. So how do you feel like that has kind of changed coming from your past teams? Mm, I feel, I mean, I feel for me it's the same role, I would say. Okay. Like <clears throat> my role last year was to um, 
can that be useful in the game? Like, uh, <laughs> oh, it's good for jungle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my role was actually only to be useful. Like I need to be useful uh, on the games. <clears throat> can that I I need to do things like I need to to play the game, and I, I feel I'm kind of doing the same for now uh, as last year. So. Do you just to just to follow up there? Do you mean like your your job was to be really active in the early game? Mm, yeah, I would say yes. Um, yeah, like I I feel for me the jungler needs to be. I mean, right now in 2024 and for the past years, uh, I feel like jungle is really is not anymore something that needs to farm a lot or depends, but yeah. rarely. And I feel I feel like the the role of the jungle needs really to be active on the game. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense then. So did you, were you, would you consider yourself a leader in any regard in your top of Maui mm. Star? Or are you, very, are, are you kind of a guy who really wants to focus and be set up to focus on your own play? Mm. I would not call myself a leader. Um, but that, yeah, I mean, at least in early game, I really, I really try to, to push what I want to do. Like mm -hmm. if I feel a dive or whatever, even if my teammates are like doubtful about it and I really feel it, I will, I will push it hard. And I rather do this and try to dive, and maybe we fail and we all die, right? But at least we, at least we tried it, you know. Yeah. Okay, it failed, and it's fine, you know. But yeah. Yeah, I rather do this than, than oh, you know, like maybe I adapt, I don't do it, and all that stuff. And in the end, we we cannot review. Like, was it good? Was it bad? Yeah. We will never know. So, I really try to focus on this in crims as well, mm -hmm. and it worked pretty well. So I will, I will keep it. Yeah. Um. And Rob mentioned it earlier, Niski, but it comms. Obviously, yeah. we got to hear in a number of, of clips this weekend, and at least one that we showed on broadcast. You're super, super vocal, and I've kind of, you, I've always had the impression that you're a pretty vocal player. Are you more? Do you feel like you're more in a position to lead on this team than you were on past rosters? Yeah, I mean, I would say this year or this split, I guess, is the first time that I lead most in game. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I always thought I could lead in general, but I felt like in my past teams, I always had someone else do it, and I would just be like the the second guy that would either yeah. like validate or have other plans and whatnot. Um, but I feel like coming into this SK roster, I think, I mean, I'm kind of the veteran and usually veterans lead games, I would say. Yeah. But it's also rare for mid laners, I think, to lead in general. Mm -hmm. Usually it's either the jungler or the support, right? Yeah. Um, so I had to like try and whatnot. And then in scrims, it was going pretty well. Um, but I feel like it also really helps for me that just my team just listens to whatever I say. And it's not like I say, oh, guys, let's play mid top. And then my jungler or my AD says, no, actually, I want to play like mid bot. And I'm like, no, no, like, let's play mid top. You know, it's like, if I yeah. say something, I feel like it's just done. And even though, like, I have a philosophy that's like, even if there's a call, and let's say I want to play for Drake when Herald is up and they do Herald, we do Drake, and then we go bot and they get like two towers top. I feel like if you make the same play as five and everyone is on the same, like, same page, yeah. even if it's on paper, it's a three out of 10. If you're all on the same page, it will become a five or a six, and then the game is still playable. But I feel like when you have different plans, and then some people are not in it and whatnot, then I feel like the game just becomes so much more chaotic and so much harder. Yeah. And I think that's why our games don't seem that like one-sided. I feel like when we're ahead, but we win the game at the end, and I feel like that's just because we all trust, and I feel like we just listen, and we we kind of know how we want to play as of now, at mm -hmm. least in the first week, right? Um, but yeah, I would say I, I talk a lot in game, but I think it's also my teammates just listen very well and they give their input on stuff and like they give the information yeah. needed for me to make also the plans. And I think, yeah, I mean, Isma, for example, I think he's really good when he talks, not that much, and he just focuses on his mechanics. Um, so yeah, I would say everyone has their own strengths. And I think right now I'm trying to be the leader 
uh, yeah. I guess, in game. And I mean, in the future, it would probably be my jungler and my support that will take it over. But as of now, yeah, I'm I'm trying at least to lead it. Sure. Um, but it helps that everyone listens, as I said, and that they also know kind of how to play mid game. And they ask, oh, like after review, after every scrim, like, oh, what should I do here? And I'm like, I think you should do this, you should put words here and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and also, I mean, I align with coaching staff, which yeah. is number one priority is like, they kind of see the game same way as me or like similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it just works pretty well. Yeah. As well, <coughs> as well, there is one thing is like in this team, for example, if I call a dive bot and we all die and it was a bad call, uh, usually when this happened, like in people's mind is like, oh, what is my jungler doing? He's boosted. But when I do it and it fails on stage, I mean, it didn't fail on stage, but in screams, it's like really positive, you know, like really, okay, it's fine. Let's try. And like we time summoners and we, we just play on, you know, and I feel this is very good. Yeah. But mid or top, like we failed so many dives in screen, <laughs> so many, you know, that we, or we go in the jungle and I'm like, okay, go fight, you know, and we all die. And it's not like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's more like, okay, uh, nice high, no flash. We can do it yeah. next time, you know? And this is, I feel like, I, for me, it helped me a lot to, to just try things and to do things and to not be scared. So yeah. that's really good. While it was brought up briefly earlier that there might have been some overconfidence last year for SK after winter, I like what I'm hearing so far because it just sounds like you guys are approaching the game in a way without ego, which I think is always really tricky when you're a pro and you've learned so many things and you've seen so many things fail. I think it's hard the more that you play to do that. But it's cool to hear that you guys are maintaining. Obviously, it's much easier when you're winning, but it sounds like you were doing it before you were winning, just coming into the year. It sounds like you were already trying and failing dives and saying, hey, okay, what was wrong with the pitch? Why did it go wrong instead of my jungler is boosted we're doomed week one <laughs> basically yeah. which and happens a lot to be fair yeah. there's a lot of teams where that does happen where the trust is already broken before you even set foot on stage right yeah i mean i think it was also made clear like from the beginning that like i mean for me when you sign five players they will play together for the whole year unless something really terrible happens right so I was, from the beginning i was like guys look at your left and your right this is the team you're gonna play in this year mm-hmm. so if your teammate is shit or if you think it's shit Make sure it gets better because it's not going to get replaced. And if you don't like someone in your team for a year, it's not very good. Um, So I think from the beginning, everyone knew and everyone knows that the goal is to make worlds, not to be fine in Europe. Because I think at this point, it's, I mean, at least personally, I don't care that much about Europe. I just want to go internationally. And I feel like when you have rookies on your team, that's what they should aim for. It, from the beginning because i feel like in lck and lpl that's kind of what they aim they immediately yeah. aim to win worlds and i think that's why they're also like so disciplined and they when they go to worlds they're like so good right mm-hmm. um like i don't know zeus and like yeah ben and whatnot i feel like all these rookies when they go international they are i feel like they're just that better than the veterans or at the same level and i think that's what i want to try at least with the Escape, but I mean, it's on the first week, so we'll see how it goes. How it yeah, goes. obviously, but that's a, the main plan. Yeah, it's a year long project, yeah, right? Basically. We'll check in more times over yeah. the course of we'll the year. We'll see in but two I months, like, maybe we'll eight place, you know? I like, <laughs> and I frequently do. We're obviously a sucker for how things sound on paper because yeah, exactly. we put heretics in A tier, so we obviously like the way things sound yeah. on paper. Yeah. So I like the theory there. I like that. Um, well, I, I'm always sad to hear when pro players don't want to celebrate the little successes on the way because I think there's something about like from a life perspective mm-hmm. how you should enjoy the moments when you can. You should enjoy your 3-0 week one. I also think it's it's a hard balancing act to find the ground between celebrating your successes and not like overindulging, yeah. not letting you grow an ego, knowing that nothing but worlds matters, but also you can appreciate making it to top four. You can appreciate making it to season final. So 
as long as you guys are growing and you're happy with your results, I think that's super cool. And I like the I like the perspective. I hope that like that can continue as you move forward. You mentioned earlier mid game big problem for the team last year. Sounds like you guys are working on it. Sounds like it's being solved as you go. Yeah. How, when you compare the teams, I I and again it's hard because we own it's week one. And on paper, again, speaking of on paper, it's one week in a brand new season on a brand new patch. It's arguably the most scuffed week one of all time. So it's hard to know how much to take from this. But like, how do you feel? Uh, what do you feel like are the big things that you guys want to improve on that you guys need to focus on kind of in the weeks to come to make sure that you can keep this momentum going? Mm, I mean, I would say at this point for me, or like at least for the team, I think our mid game is fine. I don't think it's necessarily good, but I feel like there's some points where we're not pushing sides when we should or like we should we fight really badly like we use spells not in right directions and like we don't coordinate for example um and i, I mean one more thing is i i mean i think our drafts have been pretty decent i would mm -hmm. say but each week i want to add like more champs and whatnot because play, when playoffs hit you cannot just play one dimensional style i feel like it's rough um so now that we're in the trio phase i feel like we can look to expand our drafts i hope at least um yeah and yeah i think our mid game is fine i think our early game i mean we have not lost an early game yet i believe mm -hmm. um but i think for me at least playing from behind is something i really want to learn but i don't really want to go yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah how do you practice okay, that? guys let's be behind this game you know um that's been the quote the second you start to fall behind early it's like it's all it's nice, all deliberate it's it's all purpose. Purpose. yeah, yeah. you've heard it behind that he's a giant mastermind <laughs> yeah. he, he actually intentionally fed in mid lane there when three people showed up and he overstayed when he didn't overstay on wave he was offering an opportunity for the team yeah. to grow yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah. for example i think that's very important like if you look at g2 i feel like yeah. they're probably the only team in eu that's really good at playing from behind i feel like they come back a lot of games games they're very creative and i think that's also one team we kind of looked yeah. at right because even when we scrim them you can see that in scrims they're also trying so that's kind of what i i hope we can achieve at yeah. least in this week's of scrims for you isma that kind of a similar question but just on yourself personally because i know that's kind of where your focus is in the early game and as yeah. a jungler like mm -hmm. what are you working on individually to improve okay i really worked my early game coming into sk uh, i mean i practiced back um with with the coaches like with especially owner mm -hmm. this guy is like very good like early game and all that stuff he shows me replay and all that stuff so i really work this when i came my feel now i i reach a decent level in early game um so now i mean like niski it will be more like a mid game where do i need to be like oh when can when can i base when can't i base and mm -hmm. all that stuff so I will really try to practice on this. And as Ninsky said, I think it's very, very important I mean, in scrims to play from behind as well because I'm someone that likes to go in kind of and to engage, but that's fine if you are ahead, right? But if yeah. you are behind, you you need to play a bit different, maybe a Got bit it. more smart. Yeah. Like, you know, you need to be patient and all yeah. that when stuff. When you're 5-0, a bad yeah. engage is still kind yeah. of a good engage, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but when you are from behind, it's way harder, so... I I really want to to develop this as well. So I, I would say similar to Niski. Yeah, it sounds like you guys, and I mean, unsurprisingly, again, based on a three zero week, are pretty happy with the core, and it's just about adding more things. Whether it's options in draft, yeah. ability to play from behind, a bit you learning maybe mid game a bit more where you can and can't be from from an overall game perspective. I think so. This is a bit of a question that kind of been playing in my mind for a couple of pros, but it's like, um, especially Isma, you're coming in a bit new. Maybe this is an easier question for you, Niski, to ask. But it's like, um over the course of your career like what would you like 
the fans and people to take away is like their memory of you or what they believe your identity of you is. Like, mm. what would you like your legacy to be left on the league to be? Mm. Oh, you want Either one of you yeah, can go can first. Go for, Me, like, uh, I really want to be really aggressive uh, player and kind of not scared. I think for now I did it fine, but yeah, I think for now I did it fine, but I really want to, to continue and to push it, you know, mm. like, especially not being scared. I think this is really, really broken. Like in solo queue, in scrims, like in competitive, but in competitive even more, because when you walk in, uh, people, even if you are alone, people will walk back most of the time. I was thinking, I mean, in ERL it was like this, and I was thinking in LEC it would be different, and I feel like it's a bit the same, mm. and I only played three games though, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 again, that's kind of the, the, the asterisk on yeah, everything exactly, we talk about, exactly. right? Yeah. But, uh, I still feel as a novel point of view, I think it is like playing aggressive is really, really good and it's better. So I, I really want this to, to be, yeah. To, yeah. 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 <laughs> mm, I mean, I think for me, one thing that's pretty obvious, I think at this point is like that, um, usually the junglers I play with, no matter where they're from, what they play, if they're rookies or whatnot, I feel like they play really good mm. or they look really good at least. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I don't remember one jungler that I didn't have a synergy with, except actually Selfmade. I think Selfmade was the only player I felt like that was hard to like connect on mm -hmm. uh, synergy-wise and whatnot. But I feel like in general, I don't want to say I'm really good playing with my jungle, but I think sure. I am. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that also I feel like in general, my team elevates their level or like my teammates just play better. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at the, when I join a roster, how they look the year after, I feel like they just play better in general. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's my mood. Maybe I'm funny. Maybe they're just more comfy or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think that's the two things I would say. Yeah. I, I think that that perception is stuck. And I'm glad to hear that you like that perception too. Because you never know. Some players hate like the reputation that they build over the time over the course of their career. You mentioned something that we were going to bring up. And so now is a good time to bring it up, I think. is it's like, what do you think you do? And Isma, you can talk about this too, what you think Niski does to to allow you to work better with the junglers. And then, hey, they were talking, you're like the MVP maker. You know, you're the guy who, yeah. you're not going to get MVP, but your jungler sure as hell is. And like, <laughs> what are you going out of your way to talk, to be social, to review with them? Like, what are you doing to make sure that you can work with your junglers? Are you, you're obviously, you're not watching anime together. We've <laughs> learned Isma's not an anime guy. So you're not watching anime together. That's a classic in EU. But like, yeah, what are you, what are you doing to kind of build those relationships? Um, I, I can as well. You can start, yeah. yeah. Like, um, I mean, in-game at least, um, he's like very, very positive, you know, and he's like, he, it's, he gives me a lot of options, right? He's not like, come mid. He's like, okay, you can do, I can, basically in-game, I feel really free. Uh, to play with Niski, for example, if, I mean, he will say, okay, mid is in a bad state right now, you can come, but you can also do like X, like I can do really whatever and I, I feel really free. And it's like, even if he dies to a gank and I played bad, for example, I played, I tracked bad the enemy jungler or whatever, it's like nothing negative, you know, it's like, okay, uh, jungle use flash, uh, it's fine. And then after we will review, you know, so it's, it's very like positive vibes and it gives me the like a lot of options you know i don't need to come mid it's not like someone that will play for himself like fully like he can drop waves uh he can take the pressure of the jungle and this feels really good to play with um yeah but in the past sometimes you play with players that really force you to be here or they will die or they will like grid yeah. and whatever or they are negative and it's really not what's happening at least for now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's wait. good <laughs> um 
I mean, I'm not sure what I do so much different than other ones because I don't... Yeah, you're not, you don't except, play with other yeah, midlaners, right? Yeah, um, so. But I think, I mean, for me, the main point was when I was watching Doin B, I think that's when I improved the most about playing around mid just because I felt like when I was watching his streams and his vaults, like enemy mid wards there, then he knows there's a ward there for two minutes. He notes the ward and he knows that at four zero two there's no ward. Then he tells his jungler, you can come top side from here or from bot side, he has no ward. Um, and then when he tracks pings very well, he tracks sums. Like if I get ganked and we mid flashes, my, I can see my jungler still has flash. I'm telling him, okay, if you commit and you flash on him in the next five minutes to this, he's probably dead. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I just, I mean, I think one, my lane phase is pretty stable, um, which helps a lot, I would say. I think my jungle tracking is decent in general. And I feel like just my plan making around mid in general is just really easy. Like for example, into Rogue, I knew he had a ward topside. I was like, if you gank on this timer where there's a cannon, he probably doesn't want to lose the cannon and the next three minions. But if he does, that's really good for me anyways. Yeah. Um, I feel like I just give a lot of options and usually I'm pretty positive as well in game. So I think it also helps, right? Like if your mid laner is always asking for stuff and gives plans, but it's like, if you don't come, like I might die, you know? Or like, if you don't come, I'll be angry or whatever. Um, I think it doesn't help, but I feel like pretty chill in general so like if you commit yeah. i'm happy if you don't it's fine you know um you from, know. from that attitude perspective have you always been able to hold that mindset and that positivity as long as i've known you and heard you in interviews or interviewed by myself i've always felt like you've been a pretty positive guy is that is that a difficult thing for you to hold have you just always kind of been this way as a player mm, i mean i think in general yes i mean of course i'm not perfect right i think in for example, in Mad last year, it was sometimes hard where like I would either ego check whichever player and then I would die and I'd be like, okay, why are you not here? You know, mm. um, I mean, sometimes I can crack, right? But in general, I'm pretty chill, I would say. Um, and then also I think to add to the point that like, I think in this point, when I when I look at mid, mid role, I don't yeah. see it. I actually feel like I don't see the same way that other mids see it. For me, for example, if I'm playing Azir, I have three items or like two items and my Gwen is fed, for example, in the SK Rogue game, right? Mm -hmm. Gwen had three items, I had two and a half or three even. And I know I can carry the fights if I just hit, but I know that if I just flash on one of their carries and my Gwen can go, then we'll win the fight. So I feel like I just have a broad view as well of like, yeah. how am I winning this game? Which is something I think mids don't necessarily do. They see their role as like, oh, I have to carry. I need like 12 CS a minute. I, but I feel like the one that does it in EU, that's pretty good. It's Caps. Yeah. Sometimes he just becomes the jungler, right? And then Yag becomes the mid. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, I think you just have to be very creative and you need to understand how you want to win the games. And I feel yeah. like in EU, I like playing against Caps a lot because I think he pushes me to my limit and I feel like I push him to his limits as well. So yeah, I think I, I like it a lot. And uh, I think that's what L LPN mids are really good at mm -hmm. compared to, I would say, LCK mids. LCK mids is more like, 14 CS a minute, like 300 CS at 25 yeah. and like three items against two. But then LPL is like 160 at well, 20 minutes and like just fights left and right, yeah. uh, all that stuff. Yeah. The, the thing that I like there that I think I see a lot in LCK and LPL to a certain degree is like how adaptable teams are when it comes to identifying how they're winning the game. Yeah. That's why top laners, I think, are so oppressive in that region. Yes, obviously, they're just very good. But then when the Renekton has a 2K gold lead, the team sets up the Renekton yeah. to play like he's turbo fed. It's because it's not as simple as just, mm -hmm. oh, you have a gold lead, you can now take every single tower, right? But they do so well to recognize that this guy is super fed. He's got his item spikes. He's the king now. We play around this guy. And I think that that's something that's often a struggle here where you'll see 
top laners build up a thousand gold lead and then it will just feel nothing like nothing happens, feel yeah. meaningless and then we'll go international and the same thing will happen to us and we've lost the game yep. yeah. you know so i like that i like that mentality that adaptability identifying where you're strong playing on that player mm -hmm. sacrificing yourself for the the greater whole yeah. i think it's cool and i think it's been kind of sick to see because i obviously only joined like the last couple of years to LEC, but a lot of the narrative was, oh, for yourself was, oh, I'm a facilitator, I can help out. But even like, I've been watching a lot of the games and it's like yourself against like, look, you didn't win the game against T1, but that Silas game, you popped the hell off. And you look at like winter last week. Oh, it was Weibo, actually. Oh, Weibo, sorry, yeah. Weibo. And then, watching then as well, like you had a couple of Victor games back in winter as well. It definitely felt like you kind of had this switch that you could almost flick that was like, all right, boys, this one's on me. Let's just follow it. And I think that's really sick to see that adaptability in game to go like, you have that moment where you're like, I can just take this and go. Yeah, I mean, I used to struggle a lot playing like Control Mage. And mm -hmm. like, I mean, when I play a lot of Lissandra, TF, Kragas, Galio, like setup mids. Yeah. And then you have to play the Victor or the Oriana where you just scale for 15 minutes and you rely on your team to make space for you and whatnot. <laughs> I feel like it's another role. Um, and I feel like your communication is also way different. Like mm -hmm. if you cannot go first, then your other teammates have to know what they're supposed to do and whatnot. Um, but I feel like now I'm, I won't say I'm complete player because I think I, I'm I'm close to it, right? But I feel like I can still do better at that. And I think, I mean, you can see it in EU. I think, for example, when you see the Azir players or Oriana, I would say only some of them are like really good at it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think for, if I think of Ori, it's like Humanoid and probably Larson, I would say, are like the best at it, right? You can see yeah. the difference when they play it and other players play it. Um, so yeah, I think that's the next step is to carry maybe because I mean when I play as I have 9k damage all my team makes fun of me you know and then, <laughs> and then I tell them guys like if we won the game you know? <laughs> so, so yeah um, on the subject of this like flexibility and play style is when you talked a lot about how like you want to be the aggressive guy and but we've seen in the past there inevitably will be a jungle meta at some point where your job is to sit in the jungle and power farm and outpath people sure but really just like worry about camps etc and be less about gangs do you feel like you're ready to to do that as well, to break out the carthuses yes. if need be. Yes. I mean, um, a fun fact is uh, when I started in ERL, so I, I started at Chalke, and at that time I was a full AFK farm, kind of, <laughs> like full AFK farm, <laughs> playing Diana, Karim, uh, Wukong, yeah. uh, full, full AFK farm. And then I joined Movistar. And when I joined Movistar, my coach, uh, Melzet, really helped me to be more aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so I saw more windows and all that stuff. And I really liked it. So so now I'm like this, but I feel like I can I can switch. And it's just about like what will make you win the game, right? If I yeah. play Lilia, obviously, you know, then I will farm more. I will think about farm more and all that yeah. stuff. But for now, I don't feel, and maybe a bit, but for now, I don't feel it's the, the priority. Yeah. Like I will put aggressive first, then second efficiency, because I feel like even if you have, like it's like in every role, right? It's not like 20 CS more that will make you win the game, but I feel it's like a, like a good gank, a, a good engage or whatever that will make you win the game. Yeah. Well, but op I mean, obviously to be a better player, you need to be adaptable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, both, you know, so. Well, I'm really glad that the game is not in the space right now where <laughs> yeah. you are just power farming endlessly because just with LCK and then you just with LCK yeah. and then maybe we lose to them. But yeah. I'm okay with that because again, <laughs> I cast this league and I would really like to talk about anything because if and I don't want to ever have to cast that hysterics rogue game that we saw this weekend oh, where gosh. they did nothing yeah. for like 40 minutes. No. 
Poor Hysterics. I feel like they played three of two out of three, like the worst games this weekend. <laughs> and, then got the and it's not their fault. And yeah. they got the pause. They got the row game, which is hands down the worst game of the split so far. <laughs> that was rough, rough across the board. Um, but yeah, honestly, guys, it sounds like everything's coming together pretty well. Uh, two things left. First, I want to hit up some Twitter questions, and then we'll talk a little bit about week two, upcoming opponents, and give everyone a preview of what's on the way. But I, we'll start with my favorite Twitter question. Because this guy's a comedic genius. Um, comedic genius. And I wish I had thought of this. Andre at Twitter, at Andro Morrow. So, Niski, theoretically, if you were half as good as you are annoying, do you think you would have won Worlds last year? <laughs> I love it. Uh... There's no answer here. The question is the joke. You don't have to say anything. For those who missed it, that's exactly what Elio you tweeted. It was that if he was happy. So there it is. I, uh, actually, right. I love Spanish fans sometimes. <laughs> They're pretty funny. <laughs> um, we already talked about a lot of these, so shout out to everyone who asked about Niski's connection with junglers. We discussed that earlier. Um, CN at CN Appleseen. I'm mispronouncing your name. I apologize. Isma, for you specifically. Were you surprised when you were able to perform that well on stage? Uh, we already talked about your nerves a little bit. Um, and we already talked a little bit about Niski helping you. So the core of this question is just, yeah, were you caught off guard by how well it all worked out on stage? Mm. Were you scared that you were just going to get jungle gaffed in those first few games? Mm. I think I didn't play that well. I think I did fine, but not like insane. I think my team played really well as well. Like everyone. Um, we don't talk a lot about Exa, but I, I think I feel like he's smurfed yeah. so hard, you know, like those. I mean, we talk about uh, the bard game um, before, but I mean, he failed some some things, but in the map, it was like really good and with yeah. Renata as well. So I, I don't feel I don't feel like I played that well. I feel I, I did fine. I wouldn't say I was scared uh, because I, I really tried to prepare myself the best as I can. So I was not scared. And I mean, I was happy that I could play good, but I think I still have a lot to go, to be honest. So... Mm, I wouldn't say I, I, I was surprised. Like, I knew I could do this, and my team played really well as well, so that's good. Yeah. All right, looking very far forward. Most of these questions are pretty fun. They're pretty low stakes. Okay. Um, Lunar Day from the Discord says, can you give us a pitch on why SK will beat NA at MSI? Where EU fans are very sad. They still haven't let go. Let go. Mm. Are you ready to face down and take out NA if it comes to that? Yeah, I mean, I am. I mean, one, I need a revenge against Jojo, that's for sure. So <laughs> I really hope Sinan makes it to MSI if you make it. Um, and I mean, yes, I think EU's level should be way higher than NA, in my opinion. Um, I agree. We should, always the should. <laughs> the should is there. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, to be fair, that the Sinan roster on paper is pretty challenging. Yeah. I think they will shit stomp. It was stomp an A. And yeah, I mean, uh, I really want to play an A. I think it would be good if we can go to MSI as well, just because of international yeah. um, like experience, right? For these rookies. I'm not that old yet. Um, but <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm not trying to make you We'll beat an A for sure. After <laughs> um, Jeta's failure. You uh, have to. Redemption. We have to. Yeah. 
Isma, uh, just a really quick follow-up about international performance. I assume you're mostly excited to play the LCK and the LPL <laughs> teams. How do you feel about the age-old NAEU rivalry? Or do you get nervous, like, thinking about potentially messing it up? Or do you care? Like, how do you feel about that? To be honest, I don't care at all. I feel like it's an old, it's an old blood thing. Like, it now is. that, like, the ERLs are around yeah, you, it's all these regional, like, no one cares anymore. I don't care at all, to be honest. <laughs> I, I just don't. And I just want to... To play good first in LEC and then eventually if we get international, yeah. that's good. But I, I just want to play good overall, you know. I don't really yeah. care, but what do I play? I mean, it will be more fun, obviously, if it's LCK and all that stuff because it's like yeah. I look them and like with another eyes, let's say. But uh, yeah, I don't really mind. Yeah, you don't want to punch down, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Because <laughs> they, they don't Putting stand a chance. There's no yeah, point. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. point, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> you already left ERL, so why would yeah. you go back? <laughs> <laughs> um, bunch of people asked about Niski We talked about we it earlier about episode, it, yeah. in the episode, so don't worry about that. One Actually, final... people, you know, sorry, people call me the villain now. Why? People mm-hmm. call you like the villain? Like, Spanish people call me the villain <laughs> because I flame them usually. Yeah. And then I beat them. So now they have to, like, Come back and beat me again. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't like to be the villain. You, know? you don't want to be the villain. I'm not a villain. Type You're not. Yeah, it's not. I feel like that would be bad casting yeah. to put you as a villain. <laughs> the villain, no. But yeah, nothing about you says villain to me. Yeah. Look, man, I who am I to stop the fans from making the narratives? Yeah. It just gives me more options to pull from when oh, to find the yeah. next time to say Legacy <laughs> Dynasty. You're going to go up on stage. You're going to after this episode, we're going to have this like this nice heart to heart, and you're going to hear it as you walk out. The villain <laughs> of the LEC. <laughs> we're going to give you a mustache. So you're going to like Photoshop it. all of your player photos, so you have this the yeah, the big curly mustache, <laughs> so you look angry. Oh yeah, brace yourself. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's hard for me to know because people. Or jump to their own conclusions kind of very quickly on limited information, right? Because when you tweet having a great day, smiley face, that could mean you're having a great day. It could also mean you're having the worst day of True. your life, right? Like Twitter and like text communication in general is so useless yeah. for context. So yeah, was it banter on Twitter? Is LEA actually upset at you? I don't know. I do also it's, love how in-depth it is, but like they're taking like little frame by frame screenshots yeah. going yeah, like I mean, oh well so he many. glanced at him for 0.353 seconds and if i google <laughs> this book of psychology that i didn't study <laughs> but i can search for phrases that's exactly yeah. what this means like people are committed people will go to school and get a degree in studying human faces just to figure out if Nisky's angry at someone or not. Yeah, it's just like, what, that's actually, if you're in college and you can make your thesis, was, like, should Nisky have smiled at MSI? I will love you forever. We'll bring you on the show for, for a shout out to talk about it. That would be the funniest thing ever. Last question. Uh, your manager said I had to ask this. Question for Nisky. Gragas mid or jungle? Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that one. What's the but meat? Can you explain? Yeah, I don't know what the meat <laughs> If you can't comment, don't comment. No, it's a French meme. It has to say between the French community. Okay. All right, all if right. you guys want to figure it out, you can translate my tweets and whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I'm a Greg Smith. Okay. There you go. Unless your name is Froscoe, maybe you should go jungle. But Oof. Yeah. Just I, throw, was free. throw, throw was a shot. Just a little layup, a little swish. All right, guys. Next week, schedule coming up, um, which I'm now struggling to pull up. Rob, do you have it on hand? Yes. Uh, your no, schedule for follow week is... Heretics, Heretics Giants, Giant X BDS. And BDS. Yeah. Yes. Yep. How are you guys feeling? Any uh, matchups you're particularly nervous about? Who do you think is going to be your hardest opponent next week? It's kind of a... It's an interesting mix. I would say it's all teams that 
I would expect to be fighting for for middle of the mm-hmm. pack, but I did expect KC to be fighting for top of the pack, and they're now 0-3, So who knows? Especially since Heretics are an A tier team. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel as a C tier team going up against an A tier team this week? Sorry again, the C mm-hmm. was kind of wrong yeah. on that one. You want to stop? Uh, um, who are you the most excited to face yeah, this I mean, weekend? I can, yeah, I can start. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to play with Versus because we play Versus Heretics. It's Jankos, right? Yeah, like it's it's someone that I watched when I was like. A kid, let's say, <laughs> like this watch in Delhi C. And I think maybe the the one I'm the most hyped to face is uh, Sheo. Because I I I played Ersusim when I was in Division 2 mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. And he's I'm French, he's French, so I think it will be really fun. And overall I I really I mean I really like the, the BGS team because I feel it's Mm, not like us, but a bit similar. Like I feel they are like they have a really positive vibe. I f- I feel like they are all friendly to each other and they are friends. Uh, I feel like and even if we didn't expect them last year to make it far, they did it. So yeah. I think this team will is really good and it will be it will be really fun for me to face them because as well we faced uh, three French and we are yeah. three French in our team. really fun. And beside this, I will also we play versus Giants. And I played versus Peach. I lost versus him in EMEA Master Spring, like two three. Um, so it will be fun to take the revenge. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like all these little personal rivalries you're building up. Is there anything that's exciting or special? Are you kind of just like one week at a time. We'll just mm, see. I mean, for me, it's Perks. I mean, because I did say he was really washed. I mean, I still believe that he's really washed. Um, but I mean, I have to beat him to prove it. Yeah, uh, it would be kind of embarrassing at this point if you lost and then we're not losing yeah. to Heretics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not happening. Um, Wait, well, I'm sorry. Did you call Perks wash? Is that something yeah. that a villain would? <laughs> <do>? <laughs> <laughs> mustache, 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 mustache. You gotta grow it out. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think Heretics will be fun to play against. Um, and then I mean, Giants. I really want to see how Jackie does on stage because I feel like in scrims he plays very aggressive. I want to see if he's the same on stage or if he's yeah. another. Like back out a back bit. Back out, yeah. Uh, if I go forward, um, and then I mean BDS, I think is really fun um, because of Frenchies. I mean, I think Nuke is really good. To be fair, um, so for me, it's important to still like be stable in lane and whatnot. And I think Nuke is probably very good. I would say is like in yeah. one of the best mids. Um, and I also want to see Adam against Irrelevant, just because I think Irrelevant is one of the best tops in EU, and I think he needs to beat Adam if he wants to go like. One step he higher. When he beat yeah. Oscar, now it's Adam's turn, and then week three it's probably BB. So I want to see that, and then yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, exciting stuff. Well, LEC kicks off this weekend again. Five PM CET is our starting time for game one. Uh, ready check starting at four thirty. Tons of exciting games. We're kicking off with Vitality versus Rogue, fighting a little bit at the bottom here. But hmm. then obviously game two will be SK versus Team Heretics. If you want to watch Niski versus Perks. The villain. The villain versus the old man. However you want to phrase that. <laughs> however you want man, to set yes. that up. So like, actually, we screamed Vit. Yeah. Or we'll bring in-house against Perks. Yeah. Not Vit, actually. Yeah. Yeah, against Perks. And then, I don't know, I was talking about how old he was. Yeah. But I didn't realize he was my age or he was even younger than me. Then I was like, I guess I did. Get from I guess I am pretty old now, so I have to stop it. <laughs> you got to slow it down, man. One step at a time. Yeah, You'll fine. be 30 soon. Yeah. Don't worry. It's coming. Anyway, this has been Euphoria Podcast Episode 2. Thank you guys both so much for coming on. Yeah, Congrats again on the 301st week. Hope it continues as we head into week two. Hopefully. Yeah. Excited to watch you guys play. If you've been watching in podcast land, thanks so much for checking it out. We'll be back next week with more Euphoria.